You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast. We're coming right at you on the 6th of October, 2019. Is this it? It looks rather rural. I've landed us a little way out. I picked up an odd signal just as we arrived. I thought it worth a little extra caution. Great. What kind of signal? It's hard to tell. It stopped before it started. Maybe a comms test? Coming up in this podcast, we preview this month's Big Finish audio drama releases. We investigate your emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. We investigate, yes we do. Um, We see what Jake Dudman has to say about recreating the 12th Doctor in our rave-reviewed short trips release, Dead Media. We give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. And we tease you with the first 15 minutes of the 8th Doctor Paul McGann's latest adventure, Ravenous 4, absolutely for free! Nick and Benji. I'm Benji, he's Nick, and we're part of the Big Finish team who bring you audio drama and audio books, the like in which you just can't get anywhere else. <laughs> there's a lot of Doctor Who and Torchwood and Blake Seven and Dark Shadows, but there's so much more, too much to list here, but, uh, but I'll have a stab at it. Space, no, that was a bit uh, Venusian Aikido, wasn't it? Hi-ya! Space 1999, The Avengers, The Prisoner, Captain Scarlet, Terror Hawks, Callan, Adam Adamant lives. That's coming up. Uh, Dan Dare. Dan, Dan, Dare. Earth Search, Sherlock Holmes, Star Cop, Survivors, and a tiny, tiny smidge of Star Trek 2. Not Star Trek 2, Star Trek as well. <laughs> Star Trek. Yeah, the Wrath of Khan. Um, the Wrath of Khan. Um, the Rave of Khan. Uh, very soon, of course, we'll be previewing our lineup for release this month. But first, let's dip into some reviews. Oh. It's like a little bit of hummus, isn't it? It's just dipping. And this week, as promised, we're talking about Torchwood, the hope. Here at the edge of the hope, relatives of the victim stand vigil, wondering if the woman found guilty of destroying so many lives will grant them some peace at long last. Today, perhaps, the black heart of this desolate moorland will finally give up their loved ones. It's just you and me. It's okay. I want you to see something no one else alive has ever seen. But do you think it could be aliens? You are. Well, you think that, despite it all, she didn't do it? Something took them? That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Well, it'd make you happy. You two have got a bond. Do you think what she did? I mean, come on, no one can be that evil. Been away from here for so long. I'd forgotten what it made me. Big finish. We love stories. Stop this! Stop! Stop! Please! Please! No! Well, SciFiBulletin.com says. Adult, affecting, and incredibly powerful with strong performances, direction, and design. One of the range's best single stories. 10 out of 10. Nice. Cultbox.co.uk says the hope is another terrific entry in the Torchwood roster. While perhaps not for the faint-hearted, this is a darkly compelling and emotive story cleverly told. Blogtohu.com says... 
It is really difficult to express what an engaging piece of audio drama The Hope is. Go on, try. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm trying. Uh, Big Finish uh, consistently delivers superb adult drama with Torchwood, and this newest edition is no exception. Sean Phillips is sublime in a difficult role. The Hope is an incredible achievement and firmly holds the listener's attention. Yes, I was listening to that, and she she is amazing. She's an amazing actor. I've worked with her as well, and uh, she does fantastic work in this. Uh, Doctor Who Reviews.net. The subject material is without question dark and sobering, but Goss, that's James Goss, by the way, aptly manages to sensitively deal with both the emotional and physical fallout in a satisfyingly deep but not overwhelming or cumbersome fashion culminating in some of the most visually enthralling moments this audio series has yet produced that's yeah well you see that's because james goss is a genius he is trust me i know he's got a certificate to prove it yeah so what's interesting about that one is there they've given it four stars but it also Mm. looks like they're swearing because they're the little (laughs) asterisk so so i'm thinking that maybe at the end of it they said uh the most visually enthralling moments this audio series has yet produced and then they stubbed their toe and went (laughs) (laughs) that's my interpretation well the digitalfix.com says the hope contrary to its uplifting title is a bit of a downer brackets intentionally when it comes to plots and character interactions but in a strong dramatic fashion that makes for an uncomfortable hour of torchwood uncomfortable in a challenging way i imagine um jutta's jutta sherlocked what does that mean well done i don't know anyway that's someone on twitter says just listen to the new hashtag torchwood audio drama the hope that was one dark and heart-wrenching story. I think I'll need a moment. Brilliant work at Goss Jams. That's James Goss. At Scott Hancock. That's Scott Hancock, funnily enough. At Byrne Gorman and, and Price Tom and Dame Sean P. I wouldn't have thought Sean Phillips would be on Twitter. That's how ageist I'm being. Anyway, and at Big Finish also. They liked it. Well, Andy M586 tweeted us and said, Whoa! <laughs> at Goss Jam, James Goss. Uh, the hope must be the darkest Torchwood episode to date. A haunting tale that stays with you for long after you listen. Expertly brought to life by Bern Gorman and Tom Price uh, on top form uh, at Big Finish at Scott, Scott Hancock. Uh, hashtag bloody Torchwood. Mm. <laughs> bloody Torchwood. <laughs> God, um, who review.wordpress.com says unflinchingly dark, though also containing some moments of welcome levity. The hope is a story all about dichotomies. This is a tale that expertly wavers between dark and light. Highly recommended, <laughs> 9 out of 10. <laughs> and if those reviews have whetted your appetite and you haven't yet bought The Hope, just go to bigfinish.com and type The Hope into the search engine thingy. I'm doing, thingy, the, thingy. doing the, the little thing with my hand. Glass, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. And that's right at the top. Uh, and then, yeah, you'll find it and purchased it. Top draw. Why not? Mm-hmm. Next week, we'll be reading out reviews for Dorian Gray, The Lost Confessions, The Diary of River Song, Series 6, and Doctor Who Short Trips Battle Scars. Oh, I think I did that. Oh, yes. Your emails are coming up soon. Here they come. Oh, they've even brought a horse. A very small horse. 
did you send one to podcast at bigfinish.com? Oh, well, if you didn't, get one in now for next week. But now we preview what's coming out this month from Big Finish Productions. First up, The Eighth Doctor Adventures, starring Paul McGann in Ravenous 4. Let me tell you about the Ravenous. The Ravenous move by punching holes in the walls of reality. Make one mistake, who knows what could happen. They will find me, you know. The Doctor and Liv. They've come for me once, they'll do it again. I'm heading deep into the history of the Time Lords. Maybe even before there were Time Lords. It's different there. But that's impossible, isn't it? There is a Time Lord here. What about the Doctor? I've told you I've sent in a specialist team. I'm glad to see my reputation precedes me. I shouldn't be here. Are we going to kill the Doctor or what? Hello, boys. Do you miss me? What? I didn't know! Ah! Whatever that thing was, it hunts using sound. Big finish. We love stories. Oh, boo-hoo. Been there, done that. We're dramatising you with the first 15 minutes of it for free at the end of this very podcast. Don't miss it. And you can buy it at bigfinish.com very easily indeed. Just type in Ravenous 4, put that in the search engine thingy at the top, and you'll find it. There we go. There you go. And it's brilliant because you worked on it as well, so there you go. Exactly. Hugh, it's just I mean, another Hugh. reason. Yeah, who's Hugh? He worked on it as well. Hugh. Hugh worked on it. Hugh. Hugh. Is there anyone called Hugh in the cast of Ravenous War? Oh, there might be actually. Hold on. Let's see. I worked on it. I feel like it's. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's not. It's not an impossibility. Um, so we've we've worked with a few Hughes. Yes, we have. We have cast. A few Hughes. How many uh, Hughes are there on the cover? Hughes, different colours. Um, we strange do Hugh. We do not have any hues. Well, we must get more hues in. Yeah, there must be. That's got to be some kind of uh, some kind of conditional thing. Was yes. Howl in it? Howl. No. Um, howl. Howl. Somebody with Clifford as their first name, which is quite cool. Really? Yeah. From oh. one from one Clifford to another. Clifford who? Um, uh, Clifford Samuel as Kinner. Hmm. Uh, next up, more Doctor Who in the main monthly adventures range, currently featuring the fifth Doctor, Peter Davison, in Peter Davison, <laughs> Peter Davison, in a double bill of stories, Interstitial and Feast of Fear. Mm. This is it, Professor. The big moment. Bearing in mind what we're using as ammunition here, your choice of words seem curiously appropriate. Computer, begin recording. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who. Interstitial. Feast of Fear. Doctor, what is this place? It's a beacon. This must be around the early 30th century-ish. This is Professor Callum of the TNC Development Programme. We have entered the final stages of checking and rechecking. Today we make history. Today we try and create a chronon bomb. This place feels wrong. If the people in that lab were experimenting with time, it could be that we were caught in some kind of, I don't know, shockwave? Shockwave that killed the people doing the experiments? It's horrible. You've seen the people in the villages around here? They've lost all hope, all happiness. Those with something to offer are brought to the trailer. The others are sucked dry. 
left as husks. Do you want to know the future or the past? I can tell you. I can tell you all about it, from the first big bang to the last tiny whimper. In fact, I have to. Please, let me. Let me talk. It's the one thing that's so... No, please. Oh, no. I... Big finish. We love stories. Did that sound as terrifying to you as it did to me? You know the drill? That was it there. <laughs> just type interstitial into the search pane at bigfinish.com. Just some little thing with a magnifying glass on the top and the raffia attachment. Um, it's out this week. Next up, we'll be giving you a free 15-minute taster of it, and that'll be in next week's podcast. Um, the much-anticipated second batch of adventures from the Paternoster Gang. It's Heritage 2. Arsenal nil. Hello. I don't suppose any of you might be able to assist me with my... Oh, hello. Oh, what a big head you have. Oh, uh, did I just say that out loud? I presume I am now allowed to kill the annoying child. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. I've heard tales of spring Jack since I was a girl. They used to say he looked like a man, but when you got up close, his eyes are flaming red. He breathes blue fire and has claws of metal. He's not real, it's just folklore. Much like yourself, Mom. Thomas Karnacki? No doubt you've heard of me. I have of late proven quite the adept when it comes to supernatural investigation. Diplomatic territory. A peace conference. Here? Oh, the shame of it. The dead had been seen to wander the cold stone corridors of Castle Creighton. No, no, that's quite impossible. Quite, quite. Another disappearance. That's five this past fortnight. Uh, Jack! Whatever disagreements you may have, this place will not be your battleground, for it is protected. I'm afraid I will have to use the process on all of you. So, to recap, the dead have returned to Creighton Castle, and we must kill them. Even you must admit that wouldn't be possible. I can kill anything. Big finish. We love stories. The dead. Anything. Tranmere Rovers, they weren't playing that day. Um, guess what? It's a, of course, it's a late kickoff. It's a late I loved it when they said it's a late Tranmere Rovers uh, versus Torchwood Smashed is a late kickoff. It's a late, a late kickoff. Um, <laughs> so I have to wait until after Doctor Who to find that result. <laughs> yes, because it's much better. Um, guess what? Of course, if you type in Paternoster into the search thingy at the top of BigFinish.com, that's where you can order it. It's out this week. Goes without saying, doesn't it? Get involved. Ooh. I just um, reminded me that uh, that whole thing about the the football results coming up just before Doctor Who on Saturdays. I remember um, watching uh, BBC One back in the late sixties because it was for the the Mind Robber, and there was and it'd be great if the archivists out there could find out whether I'm talking rubbish or not. But I distinctly remember that one of the episodes of the Mind Robber was delayed because of some. Um, football match overrunning or going into extra time or something and I remember at the bottom that must have enraged you well of course but at the bottom of the screen they kept putting up um, 
a caption which said Doctor Who will now be on at five whatever instead sort of thing so they were very aware that people would be waiting for Doctor <laughs> Who and they kept putting up a caption just to warn you isn't that interesting that is interesting well it's, yeah I'm sure does the memory cheat? sure they'd still do it now no or they just move it on to BBC Two no, they just put Graham Norton's voice over the first episode of Doctor Who when it came back. And having dance over a dramatic moment in which Matt Smith has a gun. Um, <laughs> God. Um, Torchwood smashed out later this month. Another corker of a script from James Goss, packed with adult themes and, as was said in a review earlier of a previous Torchwood, not for the faint-hearted. You know, the thing is... The thing is, you know, when life is simple and it has a start, a middle, a middle bit, and you know when it ends. Tonight, though, tonight, tonight has been crazy. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Torchwood smashed. If you want to keep the change at bay, start drinking. How long can you hold out, Gwen? Yeah, well, let me tell you. I've tried, okay? I have tried. I've held it off for as long as possible, but now... No! No! Because there's no choice left. So we're drinking, right? Mm. Is all we got. And you will drink too, sooner or later, when it's all you've got left. Right then. Big finish. We love stories. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Type smashed into the search engine thing, the little uh, magnifying glass thing, at bigfinish.com, and you know what you'll get. That's your go, Benji. You better pay attention. Sorry, I was just, just my phone <laughs> lit up like a Christmas tree. Oh. And finally, I'm popular like a Christmas tree. And finally, this month, more from Dark Shadows in the first of the Tony and Cassandra Mysteries Series 3. And we'll be going right behind the scenes with them in a couple of podcast time. But for now, here's the trailer. My name is Tony Peterson, and I'm. <coughs> Sorry, Tony. <laughs> Would you mind awfully if I did the trailer this time? It's just, well, it's always the same thing. My name is Tony Peterson, private detective. We specialize in the, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay, fine. You go ahead. You try it. Okay. Okay. My name is Cassandra Collins. Well, I used to be called Angelique Bouchard, but I had to change my name so that I could marry into the Collins family again. It, it's a long story. Yeah, I still can't believe they fell for all that. Different name and a wig and suddenly... Do you mind? Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I'm a witch, but a good one, I promise. Tony here's a private detective and a former victim of mine. A while ago, he completely forgave me for a tiny, minor, minuscule intrusion I'd made into his life. (laughs) And now, he helps me out, solving cases involving the supernatural. His name is on the door, but we know who really runs things around here. I, I can't argue with that. So, why not join us for Series 3 of the Cassandra Mysteries with guest star Tony Peterson, the witch and her assistant. When they get together, it's magic. (laughs) Oh, you're unbelievable. 
type. Oh, sorry, it's you. Type. My mind. Type Cassandra into the bigfinish.com search pane. Ooh, I like that search pane, like a bit of glass. Uh, the adventures of those two wily detectives can be yours. Yeah, that's right. Mm, we'll be back with more previews next month. But now it's time for listeners' emails. Well, of course, if you're new to this podcast, then you won't have heard me say this. But if you are a regular, then, well, I don't know, go and, go and either, I don't know, listen to Mozart or something for, until I finish saying long. it. Won't take, won't long. take long. Okay, yes. Um, uh, but I love emails. Emails are just, the, they're the blood that throws, throws through my veins. <laughs> and it's just the hair on my head, the hair on my chin, and the shoes Chinny on my chin feet. Chin. They are essential things. And if you would like to talk to us through email, yes. then all you have to do Ooh. is send your emails to podcast at bigfinish.com. Very simple. That's podcast at bigfinish.com. That's right. Well, first one up. This is from Laura Valensky. Uh, I have to vote a hearty two thumbs down on the bird call background. (laughs) I don't know whether you know, you probably didn't hear it, Benji, but but because people were were saying they didn't, or someone said uh, that uh, they didn't like the The microphone music. I said, let's try out some other ones. And in a later bit of the podcast, I just put loads of bird song behind us. (laughs) That'd get on my wick, I think. Yeah, it's fair enough. I did it on purpose. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I hadn't even considered the vibraphone music uh, either way, but wow. Ah, do I miss it now. Love the (laughs) podcast and wouldn't mind you trying out different background sounds each week. Just no more birds. Too distracting. Keep up the fabulous work. Laura Valensky, Columbus, Ohio, USA. Um, I've I've got a good one. What about about just loads and loads and loads and loads of building work? Incredibly loud, (laughs) but almost to the point where everything we say is inaudible. Yeah. (laughs) then they occasionally stop saying all right fellas uh how's the podcasting going then oh yeah it's good how about you yeah well work's gonna be probably a couple of weeks time anyway i suppose back to work now what about this though what what if i just had my metronome that i've just recently bought oh that's quite a fast one is it one What, what BPM's that? Well, it's Allegro anyway. 132. Okay. We just have that all the time. That wouldn't be annoying at all, would it? No, I think it's fine. I think it's quite nice. You know, it's very, it's very uh, rhythmic. One, two, Good, isn't it? three, four. My I love, I love a metronome. Closing down. So I just thought I'd give them some money. I like the little bell. Is the bell on? Is the bell an optional one that you can have yeah, on or off? Yeah, you can set it a different. You can set it. You know. So hold on, I'll ch- change it. Oh, that's nice. Or that's yeah, that's my favourite. Very comforting. <laughs> Very comforting. Do you know? Well, I did. A, going, I did a I test the other now. day because um, I I made a bet that I could I could tap. Exactly one twenty beats per minute. Wow. Okay, uh, with my You've eyes closed, and so I did the I did a tap test, and do you know what I got? Right. I got one nineteen point nine. Come wow, on, that's, that's pretty, pretty good, good, isn't it? Pretty good. Well, my my sense of rhythm's terrible. As anyone who's heard my music will say, no, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. I true, really sir. have to tie myself down. I think it's because I've got a dicky heart, and I've got a strange rhythm in my heart. 
and I think it affects my ability to keep rhythm. Most, just most people have like, whereas Nick's kind of got a bit of swing. It's kind of like, <laughs> anyway i suppose we better carry on with the emails before we drive yes, everybody insane i don't know whether we'll do any more tryouts because last week they suggested we did uh, pub noises yeah anyway so i just selected a few random um i think it's a fun idea that's week. a fun there was thing a belch a and, a, and a cockerel a paddle <laughs> steamer and some air conditioning in a computer room or something. Anyway, uh, here's one from Chris Orton, who I follow on Twitter. Yes, yeah, so do I. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, always very interesting and witty. Hi, Nick and Benji. Here's a bit of a different question for you, chaps. Is there a single piece of software that is indispensable to your own creative? Sorry, your creative endeavours. I'm just making up words now. For example, is there a particular piece of scriptwriting software that you use, Nick? that you wouldn't be without and do you both have a favorite tool that assists you with music and sound design thank you chris okay over to you benji i've got a very very good answer to this question there's a bit of software i use uh, called soundly and um it, it started up i got it pretty much when it was uh, it just been sort of invented and it was a closed doors kind of thing but it's a great bit what, of what do you mean a closed doors kind of thing? well it was like only a few people could get involved with it and then eventually it grew and it's you pay monthly for this um, mm. I think it's about £12 per month. Um, but what it is, it's this fantastic bit of software so that um, I link it to all of my sound effects and it catalogues them all. And so what oh. it means is that everything, you use a thing called metadata. So if I want a particular sound, what I can do is I can just search it and it will find the sounds that I want. So straight oh. away, if, if I type in kitchen, it will come up with everything that I've got under kitchen and you can make playlists but you have to with... add the metadata though no a lot of it that you a lot of the things you buy already come with it so for example nearly everything and if it's and it takes into account file names as well and things like that it's incredibly handy and um, you that can preview good. you can preview the different sounds you can reverse them you could slow it down and speed it up which is really handy for varying if you're very if you want to vary a scene um, mm. just by like alien noises and things like that just by slowing things down or speeding them up can make a huge difference mm. it's, it's like uh, the Gallifrey stays again um, for, for when there's a big battle going on I, what I like to do is I like to pitch down the stasers and pitch them up slightly so that everybody's got one that makes a tiny little noise yeah, and it's yeah. just enough to make it sound as if there's more people there rather than just rather the same than just the same stays are going off yeah so I've, I vote soundly it's great it's made by independent people um, these two really really knowledgeable sound people and the best thing is if you pay monthly you also get their sound library as well so you get loads of sound effects anyway it's rocking but oh, that's brilliant I like the idea that because when I used to do sound design and I'm going to do some more next year actually um, I, I spent most of my time searching all my sound effects and going oh where's that thing that i had oh what was it called and you waste so so it's very good for streamlining that i might I, look into that I, I don't think i'll tell you one thing i i I started out doing exactly that. I'll tell you what, I don't think I would still sound design if I didn't have a bit of software that worked like this because the fact that you can drop and drag drop and drag sounds in just makes such a difference to life you yeah. can you can you can wallop out a scene in like five minutes as opposed to something that might take you 15 to 20 minutes yeah, you know sound, it's, if you want if you want running sound effects you can if you want to have a character running faster you can just dial it up a bit so it's a bit faster or a bit slower it's great brilliant 
brilliant oh you must show me that um i would say i don't use any particular script writing software actually chris i know people use all these sort of what are they called oh you can get there used to be there was uh uh scrivener yeah uh, is it master writer and final draft final Um, draft is a big popular one i know that when i started work on an anime like animation projects once they insisted i used a bit of software in it it does all sorts of things for you but having started with a pencil or and then moving on to a typewriter i've been used to doing all the formatting myself and i find it really annoying when a program tries to format things for me i dare say that you know if I ever graduate to writing for big companies, which in in a bizarre way I hope I don't, um, I'll have to use some blinking software that I don't like. I just use either Word or Pages. Pages is the Mac one, and I use a Mac, so I just use that. It's very dull, isn't it? And do all the formatting. I like to do the formatting myself because it uses a different bit of my brain. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I can I'm imagine writing that. and creating something. And I, and I kind of think, oh, I've got to think about that problem. Then I'll go back and format the stuff I've done that morning, which is just putting things in bold or putting a carriage return in here or, you know, capitalising something, you know, all that sort of thing. And by the time I've done that mundane task, I'm ready to plough back into the creativity. That's my thinking. Uh, with regard to music and sound design, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Pro Tools. Yeah, Pro Tools. I love Pro Tools. I'm recording on Pro Tools now. I love it. I've used it for a long, long time, and um, it, it feels like home to me. So there I, you go, Chris. I tell you, there is a very good bit of um, writing software for Mac actually called Scrivener, which is really good. And it's kind of it's it's essentially you can have it's like a Word document, but the difference is is that you can have loads of little it's like almost like a cork board at the same time so you can make notes at the side and things like that or have links to things so for example if you've got a character and you need to know something about them before you forget you can have that at the side so you can be writing like almost like tabbing to something else but it's kind of everything in front of you that's a really good bit of kit actually even for just i just remember things like that well, th- well, that's well, that's because you're ruddy good. But it's just it's just a good it's good for organising things like project yeah. organising and yeah. stuff like that instead of multi-tabbing stuff. It's whatever you get used to. Once you've been using something for a long time, it's very difficult to change, isn't it? Absolutely, mm. and I think everybody everybody works in different ways, don't they? Everybody's got their own creative processes and their yes. own creative uh, energy. But yeah. Good question. Interesting. It is. Well, it was good for us. I don't know whether it was good for the listeners, but uh. <laughs> yes, I use this thing called the dictionary. Um, it's <laughs> essentially it's a big book of words. Um, it's amazing. Some of the ones you'll find. Um, <laughs> so here's a reply from Larry Van Mersbergen. Um, I hope I said that right. You did. Um, uh, who wrote in last week about Terence Dix? A very happy birthday to Nicholas Briggs. Um, thank you for making Doctor Who a better experience through Big Finish and your work with the Dalek voices. You might not remember, but I met you at Chicago TARDIS when I was standing behind you in a breakfast line and I asked if this was the Dalek operator's line. You turned around and said, of course. <laughs> May you have many more happy days. Thank you for pronouncing my name correctly too. See, I did. As Larry is uh, the Doctor Who Collector's podcast host. So there you go. Um, thank you. By the way, that's it for the emails this week. Make sure you write into podcast at bigfinish.com and we'll see you next time. Be seeing you.
time now to dip back into our short trips release dead media which we were we've been teasing and all that stuff about last month with jacob dudman appearing as the 12th doctor for the first time for big finish here's what he had to say about it hello listener i'm the doctor it was very daunting portraying the 12th doctor um for the first time and trying to get the right essence of the character um but a great honor as well i'm not a podcaster or a vlogger, or an online style influencer, or a wax cylinder enthusiast, or what have you. And I was very conscious that I'm a 22-year-old trying to sound like a 60-year-old Glaswegian man. Um, So without sort of trying to perfectly emulate his voice, because I didn't feel like I was uh, capable of doing that, I just sort of wanted to pick little things out from his voice that um, I sort of felt like I could hook onto. But I was asked by Petra... In the AV Club, if I would present an episode. Have you met Petra? She's in the AV Club, so probably not. Um, so when he sort of gets more serious and up close like this, um, I find that sort of uh, slightly easier to tap into than when he's out and about and throwing his hands about. So I think with, with most voices, there's always a hook that can help you sort of reel in the rest of it. The monster at the end of this podcast. But also just trying to sort of work out what the Twelfth Doctor was about. And, you know, with the eyebrows sort of, he's always pointed towards, you know, he's like trying to search the right direction to find um, the right answers to the mystery he's trying to solve. And he can be quite manipulative and stern. Um, So those qualities obviously go into the voice when you're delivering the lines as well. But, you know, mainly I think it's, it's down to the writing. And when you have great writing it tells you what you need to do um and it makes your job a lot easier um but actually being allowed to portray this character which is so beloved i think is a is a real honor and a joy because um he's one of my favorite doctors as well are you sitting comfortably then we'll begin Well, time now to give you a whopping 25% discount of a randomly selected Big Finish release. It's that friend of ours, the Randomoid Selectatron. What have we got? Well, I've not fired it up yet. Select a random release. Here we go. Okay. Doctor Who, The Companion Chronicles, The Elixir of Doom. The Elixir of Doom. It's Katie Manning and Derek Folds. Yes, it is. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Derek Folds, who was famously uh, one of Basil Brush's um, brushes. Know. <laughs> <laughs> if you probably don't even know Basil Brush's folks, do you? I know you too, Benji. But uh, he, no, he did. I tell you, Basil Brush did come back in my generation. Yeah. He had his own yes, shows, so I guess I, I imagine most of them would. Bas- Basil Brush used to always have a a, a chap with him. But that's not the case, I think, uh, in the in the modern version where he's a bit more fluffy. Um, yes, it was a puppet fox, not Derek Folds. <laughs> then Derek Folds got into a series called Heartbeat in which he played, I don't know, the desk sergeant or something for about three million years. It's a good gig, good gig. Yeah, good gig out. And he's an old, old friend of Katie's. That's, anyway, let's hear the trailer for this. Something. So, where are we? It's 
Hollywood. It's the golden age of Hollywood. Think of the, the premieres, the stars, the, the parties. That's just what I am thinking of. The monsters might all be roaming free out there. In Hollywood, on Sunset Boulevard. Shh! Listen. I thought I heard something too. You're here for the elixir, yes, of doom. All this excitement, I don't suppose I'll sleep at all tonight. So, yeah. Rock and roll. Interesting, 1930s. Mm. You can only get it as a download, but we will offer you 25% off, which is a big old bargain. How do, you, how do we get, how do they get it? So it's very simple. If you want to, uh, to get your 25% off, you have to enter in the magic code word. Yes. Which is buck up. You know, where is it located? Uh, but that's the thing, you see. You have to go to the bigfinish.com site, find where this podcast is if, you haven't, uh, if you're that's not streaming right. it or haven't downloaded it from the website, which possibly many of you haven't because you've got it on through your regular uh, podcast app, supplier, whatever, whatever the modern word for it is. And uh, yes, you, you find the little news story attached to it on our site and the, it, there's a little bit of text that says the randomoid selectatron, that's very easy to say now in English, the randomoid selectatron, click here. You click it. I'm doing it right now. And there we go. Yeah. It's just giving I mean, me my discount on last week's title, the go. Omega Factor Series 2. God, it's good, go. isn't it? Yeah, so you just enter buck up, B-U-C-K-U-P, all one word, capital letters, no salad dressing. Yeah, no salad dressing. I don't no. want that. It gets on the CDs sometimes, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Especially if you've got Caesar, Caesar dressing. Caesar! That's a Caesar to the dungeon. Um, anyway, um, there we go. There you have it. There it is. There it went. So it goes. So it went. Time for us to go. Oh, allow me to offer you a very fluffy goodbye. Uh, what sort of goodbye do you want to offer, Benji? Um, I want to offer a, a very mundane and boring goodbye, <laughs> in which I just sort of say, well, I, that's, that's, that's goodbye, I suppose. Yes, time is ticking on. The hands of time tick for no man or woman, um, or badger, or little sp spray. Goodbye. And now that we've flown away, why not treat yourself with the first 15 minutes of the Eighth Doctor Adventures Ravenous Four, starring Paul McGann. Hey. Having a sort through. Amazing how many factory boiler suits I've collected. You've hardly been out of here since we left that moon. We're missing you in the control room. Maybe I don't like the company in there. You're not thinking of leaving, are you? No, I'd never abandon you, Helen. I'm distracting myself, doing chores. I see. So that's your laundry, is it? Yep. This lot was soaked in plasm. I ran them through the cleaning machine. Certainly smells a lot fresher. Look, I'm just staying out of the way till he's gone. He's still going, isn't he? Well, the ravenous may have been dealt with, but 
The doctor wants to help him. Of course he does. Isn't he right to try? The Eleven says he's cured and the doctor's found somewhere he can recuperate. At least the voices are gone. That must make a difference. Only according to him. Why are we taking the Eleven's word for anything all of a sudden? He did destroy the ravenous and save our lives. One good deed doesn't cancel out all the other stuff he's done. But it's a start. I'll let you get on with ironing and folding. Ha! Who irons? Or folds. Ooh, I left that apple in the pocket. Well, it was an apple. Right, almost there. To be honest, I thought you might just eject me into space. Why would you think that? I'm not you. <laughs> Actually, I did have some idea of where I might like to go. It's rather off the beaten track, but if I can just take us there, then I'll no longer be your... Ah, I seem to be locked out. Ah, sorry. A precaution. I'm sure you can understand. Of course. So, are we on our way? Just confirming the coordinates. Good. I appreciate your good intentions, Doctor, but I'd rather just leave. Nonsense. I have a duty of care. You saved our lives and got injured in the process. Hardly injured. You lost more than 90% of your consciousness. Admittedly, most of that 90% was homicidal, but we can help what's left. Help you find some peace. Well, I'm grateful. Helen, where's Liv? Uh, spring cleaning. So where is it we're going? A medical facility specialising in healing the mind. The Still Foundation. A quiet, out-of-the-way place. Just the thing for rest and recuperation. This is the Steel Foundation. Please come. Please help us. We're being attacked by unknown hostiles. Dre, I'll do that. You lock the door. Okay, okay. Make sure they've closed the hatches. Seal the base. This is the Steel Foundation. Please help us. Everyone's dying. Gone. They have. So why the soliloquy? <laughs> when you've known voices in your head all your life, all your eleven lives, it's rather disconcerting when they suddenly absent. You're saying it's force of habit? Yes. Does that satisfy you, Medtechchenka? Not really. I'm on my way to the control room. We've landed. I know. And just so you're aware, I'm watching you. Oh, how very considerate my own personal physician looking after my health. It's everyone else's health I'm worried about. Like you said, you've been you for 11 whole lives. But... With but... some time off for good behaviour. But that's who you are. I don't believe people change that much. Not deep down. Fortunately, the doctor takes a different view. Guess we'll see who's right. What's in the bag? 
Oh, I've collected a few things. If I'm to be staying in a medical facility. Let me see. <laughs> Honestly, you think I've got weapons in there? Yeah. Clothes, food bars, painkillers. Yeah, I am getting the most terrible headaches. Okay, let's go. If we're handing you over, then it's my duty to pass on your medical history. This is. It looks rather rural. I've landed us a little way out. I picked up an odd signal just as we arrived. I thought it worth a little extra caution. Great. What kind of signal? It's hard to tell. It stopped before it started. Maybe a comms test? Oh, come on. Still foundations not far. I hope not. Since we're walking on foot, clomping through muddy forests again. This is all for your benefit, you know. Oh, I know. I just thought we might have landed inside. Mm, well, you know what hospital parking's like. The Still Foundation is an underground bunker complex with state-of-the-art medical technology. Honestly, did no one else read the brochure? I didn't want to interfere with any delicate equipment. You mean you couldn't steer the TARDIS? Oh, it is a very temperamental machine. I concede perhaps this was the best option. Thank you, Eleven. Yeah. And besides, who doesn't enjoy a bracing walk in the woods? What's that? Someone out for a bracing walk in the woods. Shut up. Don't move. Keep very, very quiet. Hello, I'm the doctor. This is... Well, sit quiet. Don't speak. Don't take a step. But... Shh. Listen. Is it them? I don't know. What are you afraid of? Can we help? Shh. Follow and keep it down.
What happened back there? The monster came. I'd have thought that was pretty obvious. What monster? I didn't see what attacked us. It was just leaves and twigs. I'm sorry about your friend. Three weeks. Dre survived the first attack and through the last three weeks. Then he goes down like a chump, helping you lot. He said we should have left you. I really am sorry. Doctor, what about Liv? And the Eleven. Our friends are still out there. Oh, then they'd better stay quiet. I'll go and fetch them. No. This noise will be drawing it in. Stay out there. You'll be dead in 20 seconds. And I'm closing the hatch in five, four, three... All right, Helen, get inside. Doctor? I'm following. I presume you've ways to monitor the surface. Yes. Can you scan for them? Yeah, yeah, we can do all that. Good. And you can also tell us what exactly is going on here. are in the control centre. We can take a look at the surface cameras. Don't we need to stay quiet, uh, Miss... Uh... Name's Von. And we're fine down here. The whole bunker's insulated from the surface. Soundproof. So whatever that thing was, it hunts using sound. Yeah. And that's about all we know. 
planetary survey found no animal life. We were happily living here for two years before anything happened. Did it come to this world from elsewhere? People spent a bundle on the Still Foundation. Exclusive medical facilities, research into human and humanoid brainwaves, sleep disorders, alpha waves. We've got satellite relays in orbit. Anything on or off the planet was strictly monitored. I picked up some garbled transmission just as we landed. Now I realize it might have been a distress call. We sent one during the first attack. But then outside comms went down. Obviously, we can't check all the surface transmitters, but we're still trying to get a message out. Along here. Doctor, you never said anything about a distress call. Yeah, but I did say I wasn't sure what it was. Either way, I thought the Still Foundation could have helped the Eleven, or we could help them. It's what we do. Hey, what are you saying? You're a rescue mission? If you need one, yes. What was that about rescue? This is Kinner. He's been working on boosting that distress call, among other stuff. I'm the Doctor. This is my friend Helen. Where's Dre? We... lost him. I should have come. No. Kinner looks after the patients, too. We can't lose him. You've still got patients here. Can I see them? I've just done my rounds. They're unstable, best not disturb. Who are these two? We're here to help. And we've some friends on the surface. Von said we could scan for them. Yes, I can show you comms and monitoring, what's left of it, back in central control. This way. Von, thank you, really. We will try and help you. You didn't look like you had a plan. Don't worry, we're very good at improvising. How many patients do you have here? Uh, Fifteen, twenty. They're all sedated, I think. Don't you know? Uh, I leave all that to Kinner. They're nothing to do with me. H hold on, you're not a doctor. No, I'm the cook. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.